Welcome to B2B Impact by BDB. Join me, Matt Smith, CEO of BDB, and Oliver Brewood, BDB's Head of Digital and Technology, as we get together to discuss the myriad of trends, topics, opportunities, and developments in the world of B2B marketing and communications. Our aim is to arm you with content, opinions, and insights that deliver lasting and meaningful impact across the B2B community, helping the global businesses and brands we partner with navigate their way through the information and communication revolution. Are you ready to make an impact? Hi everybody and welcome back to the B2B Impact podcast. Uh, on this episode we will be speaking specifically around impact and the recent impact day we hosted for our team here at BDB. Um, so as part of our, uh, our newsletter that will provide more detail and context on it but we thought it might be good to have a chat around it and bring it to life obviously um, what impact is, uh, how it came about, why we did the day um, and what the general context of the day was mm-hmm. um, just to accompany the kind of the newsletter and the, and the wider content that we're putting out on it. So impact is something we've been talking around here at BDB for probably six to nine months, it feels like now, um, in terms of BDB's brand narrative and BDB's ultimate kind of value proposition in a way. So when we ask ourselves the question of why would a client choose to work with, with BDB, why would a team member choose to work as part of BDB's team? Um, it's always been a, quite a, a difficult question to answer in a way, because I think when you put yourself against your uh, competitors and mm-hmm. other people, you can end up with relatively generic table stake responses. Uh, and we see that this a lot with clients as well, ultimately. Um, yeah. So we were trying to build out our brand narrative around ultimately what do we deliver for clients? Um, and we, we landed on impact as, as, as that's what we do for BDB. Yeah. So in terms of not only uh, the impact of the outcomes we deliver for clients, but also the impact we have as being part of their team, the impact we have on even for meetings and facilitating sessions with people. Um, and our ultimate vision and mission is to deliver impact on the on the marketing and communications kind of evolving landscape, I guess, at the minute. Yeah. So it's something that seems to resonate with a lot of different people. Um, we've now, in the process of weaving that into our wider brand narrative, content and collateral, and so watch this space on that. You'll see that being brought to life shortly. Um, but also, as part of the ongoing rollout to the team, we didn't just want to say, here's our new brand narrative, quick presentation, here's some new slides for you to bang into the deck. We wanted it to be much more deeply embedded across the agency. Um, and we were trying to think of ways we could obviously make it quite an immersive experience for them to bring it to life. Yep. And that's where the idea mm-hmm. of hosting um, the Impact Day came up. So every year at BDB, we have two team meetings, one in the summer, one at Christmas. This is typically sort of talking around uh, performance and strategic direction and uh, new products and new services and developments and new team members. But we chose this year to carve the summer session out into its own session by hosting a full day strategic workshop, I'd call it, if we were doing it with a client, I guess. But ultimately like a hack day with our team where we were going to tackle uh, a, a big a big problem, a big issue, a big consideration for our business at the minute and get the team working together mm-hmm. to tackle a said problem. So for us at the minute, um, the ability to attract and retain talent is a, a huge issue as it is for many businesses. Um, not to say that we're having issues with it. We're not. We're attracting a lot of talent, but it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. And again, I think the need to differentiate your employer brand as much as you would when picking up a new client, it's it's even more heightened now in terms of attracting and retaining yeah. new team members. Because I think we always talk about that 
um, market, like how do you differentiate your company? You know, from a client's point of view, it's yeah. like, oh, we can we can get that service here, there, or there. How do how do we stand out? And it's, I suppose it's just doing the same sort of thing from the employee point of view, making yeah. sure that they under, like a, a potential employee understands when looking at BDB why that is different to to working at another another company. And particularly in, in the highly, highly competitive landscape that it is in the job market at the minute, it's not good enough to, to just say, we'll pay you an extra thousand yeah. pounds. And, and it's you, not good it, enough just to have a pool table. We do have one, but so yeah. does so do many other companies. Yeah, <laughs> but in the sense of, I think, I think the battle for talents really exacerbated the issue. And... Salary is still important and reward is still important. I do not believe fundamentally somebody would take less pay, significantly less pay, because the culture is better. I think it might depend on where you're at in your career and age, and I think we spoke about that previously. Mm-hmm. So you've got to have your reward and your remuneration package on point, but then it's what is BDB as an employer brand? What do we offer? What do we stand for? Which led us to try and to tackle one big question. And the one big question we tackled on Impact Day was how we how can we strategically position BDB as a best in class global B2B employer to attract and retain exceptional international talent. Mm-hmm. So opening up our uh, our recruitment needs to, to wider global audiences. So the team came on a day and we uh, did a great setup for the team. Uh, uh, Particularly Laura done a fantastic job yeah. of, uh, of really went all out with the bringing, office, bringing the office to life, <laughs> making it feel a bit different in terms of we're just turning up for a day at work. We I'm sure we've got shots on Instagram yeah, of some of the activity of the day if anybody wants to have a look. So on, but it, it was a, it really was a fantastic day. But I think we'd also taken time to consider the teams, so we broke the, we broke into seven teams. It was in the end, I think, um, and within those teams, we divided people not only uh, by age experience, but also by um, skill set. So mm-hmm. we had creative, people from creative, people from content, people from digital, people from finance, all working together yeah. in, in, in different teams. And we actually went a layer beyond that and also did personality profiles, which I'm sure several people have done as part of their own business. But have you ever used them in any way, is what I would say. So we did them, and we also divided the teams into quite balanced personality profiles. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep saying it, I, I was very tempted to put all the same personality profiles together just to see what happened. Um, <laughs> I might do that next year. Um, so we had really balanced teams from a skill set, a personality, an experience point of view. For our younger uh, guys who might need a bit more help and more guidance who hadn't been involved in these kind of strategic workshops before. I think, like, just on that point, I think one really nice aspect of that, because I was participating in one of those teams, is it just meant you got to work with people that you didn't really work with very often, Mm -hmm. especially post-pandemic when we come into the office a couple of days a week, but because that's a couple of days a week, that doesn't always overlap with other people. And even when you're in, you've got your head down, you've got work to do. So you don't always interact with the people that don't cross over with the work that you're delivering. That is a really good opportunity. Now, we're not in the office every day to actually speak to people that you you know you might otherwise say a, a hello to every couple of weeks yep. and actually interact with them learn a little bit about them see what they're like in a team learn about their energy and so uh, on it so was on. an interesting outtake from the day for myself as well that that's particularly i think everybody really enjoyed it because they were working with different people but after the event of the day um, obviously taking feedback anecdotally from the team and so on um i can't remember who it was somebody said the energy was just amazing watching everybody work together pull together yeah. brainstorming things together and I thought that's that's exactly what it was like prior to the pandemic. Yeah. They've never, they've never seen it. No. They've, they've never experienced that at BDB. And it was a real, I don't know, like so, so, sobering moment for when you sat there. Going, you go like, you've never seen that here because they're, they're used to 
team collaborations, yep. squares on windows. And but even so, the same thing could have done, been done with less energy. Hmm? I'm, not, I'm not recommending it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but we could have just as easily said, can everybody be in the office on, on this day? And then we could have had a couple of hours in the afternoon where we're all in one room and mm. we just collectively brainstormed yep. 30, 40 people at once. A lot of people would have been quiet. A lot of people wouldn't have been that involved and engaged. We might have got, you know, some of the same outputs from the team, mm-hmm. but the energy level would, would have been way different. So I think it's going to that extra uh, extra level. So if anybody's thinking about, you know, doing a day like that in your business, it's, it, I think it's a very big difference between having a meeting with the relevant people doing it and then yeah. doing something to really make it not a normal day mm-hmm. you know give people treats so we had like breakfast in the morning i'm always going to appreciate a, a sausage sandwich for, <laughs> yeah. for breakfast we had lunches on we had decorations those it was just it was clear that it was a very different day it wasn't a normal working day it was focused on this this is our challenge we're collectively going to work together and solve that challenge and it was just an, an energy about the whole day that was really and a lot of work great. went into it in the background which i think is important to emphasize as well because as well as you know we, we were all together to attack that one big question didn't want to lose focus didn't want to move away from that that a full briefing pack was prepared for the day for the teams because obviously if you were doing this for a client in an agile kind of hack day or impact day happy to do them for clients as well um you would do a deep dive research phase probably before you got into the workshop with the client where you're understanding their issues, you're looking at their competitive profile and you're looking at inspirational case studies, you're looking at the, the, the way the general market lies. Um, so uh, Minka from our strategy team pulled together with, with the strategy team a fantastic briefing deck, which effectively you didn't really need an introduction because it was so substantive where you could virtually, so every team had a USB pen with the briefing pack on it um, and they could go away and consume that at their leisure working through our own agency impact framework model through from mm-hmm. the research all the way through to ideation ultimately is about as far as we got on the day. Um, so the pack was well received and substantive and gave them the detail they needed to be able to then um, start working and, and, and profiling out the, the issue with the team. We made it clear from the start we didn't want fancy presentations, which I think is a bit different probably. I think you banned presentations with the, the actual I, I, wording. I did, I banned that. <laughs> What we didn't want was the more creative guys in the team turning up with, here's a video we've made, because um, it potentially would have been unfair. And we wanted to focus on the employee value proposition output of what is the narrative and the scripts that we're trying to bring to life? What are the pillars that make BDB so I think it also would have been a lot more probably boring and less energetic not from the creative team but I mean like I would have defaulted to doing a PowerPoint deck and we would have probably seen seven PowerPoint decks and it would have been less interesting than having people hold up hand-drawn flip charts well that was it because I wanted it more uh, Mad Men-esque going back in time of I wanted to see scripts I wanted to see scribes I wanted to see doodles of what you thought things could look like and I thought it was really interesting on the day the different team members one one, we encouraged everybody to have an equal share of voice, so it wasn't dominated by all the extroverts who wanted to be centre of attention. Um, and I think every team member spoke from every team, which was quite daunting for some of the junior guys who haven't stood up in front of 60, 70 people and presented before. Not only junior as well, there's some people that just don't like speaking in front of groups, even though it's yeah. a, a group of people you work with every day. Yeah, yeah. But I thought everybody, everybody did a fantastic job in the presentations. It was good that everybody broadly stuck to the rules. There wasn't anything that was too, uh, too maverick. I think somebody wheeled in a flip chart, which made me laugh. Um, but other than that, it was um, fantastic to see all the team coming together to tackle a problem. And particularly, 
heightened now we are an employee-owned business. So the two aspects of being an employee-owned business is sharing in the performance and the profits of the business, which obviously is fantastic from a financial standpoint, but it's also having a voice and having a share of voice in the company mm. and helping shape the strategic direction of the business. And that's, that's huge in um, employee ownership. And I think the profit's easy, not easier to deliver, but what I mean is the profit's the profit. Yeah. Anybody who does employee ownership has to share the profits. You cannot not do that. The share of voice and making it feel like it's truly egalitarian and consultative and they have a say, I think is where you're seeing a lot of employee-owned business not getting it right yet because it takes effort yeah. and it also takes the, the previous owners to put the chest away and stand back a bit, which yeah. I've, I, I still find difficult because I've, I've, I've got the ideas and I'm thinking, about, oh, I'd do this, I'd do that. And you've got to like temper yourself to go, no, no, this is you. It's about your ideas and bring them to the forefront. Um, so yeah, so we, we all did it. It was Employee Ownership Day on the same day, which is why we, we hooked on with, with the Impact Day. Um, team presentations were fantastic. And really what we've come away with out of the day, um, did we nail the EVP on the day? I think we got exceptionally close. So we've got some work to do to refine that now off the mm -hmm. back of the day. What we ended up with probably was 10 to 20 campaign ideas, I would say, uh, campaignable concepts that could sit under the EVP in a way. Yeah. Would we have got that out of a normal brainstorm? Absolutely not. Yeah, I think you would have got a fraction of that. And what we also got was fantastic buy-in. So when you were looking at the seven groups presenting, there was certain areas that clearly overlapped, certain areas that people were gravitating towards. Mm -hmm. So you'd kind of canvassed your entire team in one day. You can see where the points of overlap are, commonality in the different responses. And there were some golden nuggets in every group, is what I would say. So uh, whilst we had a team vote at the end, the team voted for their own winner on the day. So there was a winning uh, idea and concept that was brought to life. Um, each team had something that you can work with, which yeah. I thought was really, really interesting. There wasn't a single team that bombed or you know struggled. Um, some resonated more with me than others, but I think that's natural. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, off the back of the day, we've ended up with seven suggested EVPs, some stronger than others. Um, some really nice prose and narrative bringing that to life, but also some really, really cool campaignable assets that are going to really help us shape our communication strategy and agenda from the attract and retain perspective over yeah. the next 12 months, I would say. I'm and I think that point around buy-in as well is, is a key one because I think just the act of kind of critically thinking about why somebody would want to work for us is mm -hmm. something that makes everybody think, well, not everybody necessarily, but I would like to think it would make at least most people go like, oh, this is pretty good. I like what I've got and the, here are the reasons I like what yeah, I got. And that and that genuinely wasn't the agenda on the day, but it was nice to see that coming out. You know, be lying if I didn't say that, but it wasn't, it wasn't, we didn't do it as the opportunity to kind of go, hey, look how, look how good we are as a place to work. I think, I think in the heat of battle, sometimes that can be lost, mm. uh, uh, that we are trying to do things right here. We are trying to get things, um, we don't get everything right, but we certainly, we certainly try to do our best for the team. Um, and I think when you take those moments of reflection to actually think about, oh, well, what, how would I sell BDB to a potential employee? What are the benefits of working here? Yeah. And you start long listing them out. You could see several people going, actually, we do quite a lot. Somebody said a thing, but actually we do quite a lot, don't we? And I was like, I, I know, <laughs> I know we certainly try to. Yeah. So, but it was nice seeing that and nice seeing people realizing that as we were going through the exercises. Um, but I guess in terms of next steps now, because I think if this podcast goes out alongside the newsletter, we won't be in a position at that point necessarily to say, here's BDB's new, yeah. new EVP. Um, but also whether, whether our clients and prospects care. It's more, of inter it's more interesting for us around the process we went through, I guess yeah. it was for the podcast purposes, um, how we made it collaborative, how we made it egalitarian, and ultimately fixed 
and I say fix it, we've got to execute it. Yeah. But address the issue. And I think that's where it's really transferable. <laughs> Obviously, you know, I don't think any of the people listening to this are likely to be employee-owned business, certainly not our, not of our clients. Obviously, no. if there's other employee-owned businesses listening to this, that's great. But from our, from our client base, I think you could be taking the, the lessons from this about if you have a, a problem and you've got something where you're just like, oh, we always have this problem, or these two teams don't quite align, or we're, we're never quite hitting these numbers, whatever it might be, a process isn't working get the team together yep. think about how to make it an energy filled day not just a meeting yep. um and and really make it enjoyable for them make it stand out from the normal day-to-day -day work whether that is take them out for lunch buy them drinks do some decorations i think uh, these aren't like uncommon we've not invented this we did it really well though and i think it's a very really transferable well. and idea it's, and it's something something we'd be happy to facilitate for clients if you wanted mm -hmm. that external point of view um, the point was here we wanted to be in it together doing it together yeah. if you want an external point of view sometimes that helps get in touch we're, we're more than more than happy to I've done it on a smaller scale in one of my previous companies as well where it was it was a small team so it was only four or five of us so mm -hmm. it didn't make sense to like break out into separate teams in that case but it was still let's get out of the office rent in a space for the day yeah. um, drinks food fun um, while you know having multiple separate like brainstorm sessions mm -hmm. throughout that day to you know really help set i think that in that case it was coming up with like marketing plans for the year yeah. but it's just not making it boring meetings not making it a spreadsheet at your desk it's something that's kind of more active collaborative and, and i think that also fosters that creativity and helps you helps you think differently to the way you normally think absolutely i think the, the, the big risk the big risk with a day like that is that you do the day and it creates the impact and then you don't do the follow-up well. So yeah. something I've been stressing with the team here. One, about commu continued communication with the team of where we're up to with it. Because I, I, if I was doing it by myself, I have a habit. I think you probably would say the same. You go in, into a cupboard for a month and then you work on it and then you go, here it is. So it's like keeping the, keeping the team up to date of the progress we're making, what the next steps are and how we're going to use the outputs from the day to shape up the overall campaign. The other side of it that I've, I've emphasised to the team is there was a winning team on the day. Whilst the voting was close, there was a winning team. So I'd like us to be as true as we can to that concept that, that was voted for the, the win, if you know what I mean. Because I think there's also a risk that the team come up with their ideas, we take them and then come up with something completely different and roll that out. Yeah. So it has to be right and it has to be fit for purpose. So take the time, if you are adapting it or evolving what was what your team come up with, to explain why and, and why, why we ended up with the eventual outcome or staying close to it. Because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to be, we did the day, you won and yeah, we've totally ignored I, it. That is a, that's a danger with anything, isn't it? It's the planning is not easy, but it's a lot harder to actually execute a plan yeah. than it is to to come up with the plan. So it's yeah. But, we, but what I was really pleased with, as I say, we we, we ended up with an entire plan. Like if you look at the where the meeting is today, on it, if you look at all the outputs that came out of it, everything you could use, and if you actually hang them all together strategically, you've got your plan, and that if we execute that plan. It will significantly aid us in, in in attracting the international talent, which is obviously what we set out to do on the day. So, so yeah, a bit a bit of an insight into into BDB's uh, inaugural Impact Day. Uh, it's something we'll 100% be repeating. I think we'll be doing something at Christmas, maybe a light version of it in some way, but aligned with um, the employee ownership day each year. I think will be BDB's new Impact Day. So I guess if, if you're a client out there or a prospect out there, if you've got something you'd like BDB to hack out for you, get in touch. Um, we've got. Uh, 60 plus nearly 70 very very bright intellectual individuals who can come together to tackle and address any issues that you've got within your business um, very quickly in a very agile manner um, 
So yeah, um, that's BDB's Impact Day. Hopefully it gives you a bit more meat on the bone around uh, what it is, why we did it, and what the purpose of it was. And uh, we'll see you next time on the B2B Impact Podcast. Thank you.